I saw you at, in the Daniel Recital Hall. I wasn't stalking you. Um, my son did the Furman Jazz Camp last summer, and I had heard son, about yeah. you. Yeah, your son was in one of my, you know, a combo that I was coaching, I think, something like oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, hey, there's Keith Davis. And now here's Keith Davis. <laughs> yeah so uh, well i just like to ask you um this, we don't this won't be long you know maybe 15 20 minutes half an hour something like that i know you're busy um, but i wanted to just for one thing i wanted just to meet you face to face i will come and meet you in person <laughs> soon here but uh i just wanted to ask you a little bit about your background and um maybe we can start with start there yeah uh well up until three and a half years ago, I was a Jersey boy born, born and raised, um, you know, grew up in northern New Jersey, um, started out in a town called Parsippany, um, and I'm half Indian, half German, um, okay. so a, lot of, a lot of Indian families in Parsippany. Hmm. I, uh, I was in Catholic school for a few years, despite wow. not being Catholic. It was, I guess, the best education option. And then my parents moved us to uh, one of the suburbs that at the time had the best public school district in New Jersey. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. So we moved to this town called Randolph. And um, yeah, just moved there as a fifth grader. That's when you could start band. So I started my band instrument life uh, in fifth grade as a reluctant clarinetist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play tenor sax, which is one of the saxes I play now. So, arguably, I, I I tell my mom I joke with her, but I I could have been could have been big time if I just had those extra two years in beginning band and intermediate band <laughs> for playing clarinet. But clarinet was um, actually ended up being a really valuable instrument to me later. Um, that and then. Um, offered the opportunity to play bass clarinet and then offered the unit the opportunity in eighth grade to play barry sax and um, i'm just kind of always taking on op opportunities for instruments so i did that i played baritone in the marching band played tuba in the marching band and wow. um finally got hit to the whole positive impact of a regular practice routine <laughs> <laughs> junior and senior year so always a bit of a late bloomer and <clears throat> figured out oh man you can actually get really good and feel good about yourself if you just put in daily work and it seems stupid but i you know everybody figures it out at a different time absolutely uh, i did that auditioned for some honor bands and then i told my band director i think i'm going to go to college for music and he said that's stupid don't do that um and i think he my that guy is a legend in in northern new jersey um just a phenomenal band director now retired but i think he was just getting tired of the bureaucracy that we face in art sometimes of always trying to fight for our existence and justify ourselves and our needs right and, uh, he ended up being one of my biggest cheerleaders and influences when i actually got a job in my hometown school district. So I went to Virginia Tech, went to University of Miami for my master's in jazz, nice. moved back home, did a year in Central Jersey, teaching elementary music, and then got hired as a band director in my hometown district, which is as a one of the prominent band programs in New Jersey. And, and that, that mentor ended up becoming, um, you know, super influential in my development as a band director. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then I got talked into doing an administrative degree from my vice principal at the time who just said, you'd be a good administrator. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'll just, I'll get it for the pay raise. 
<laughs> now I love it. So here I am with a pretty amazing job. Yeah. In the fine art, not even pretty amazing. It's just factually amazing leading the fine art center, having that opportunity. Yeah, I think we're fortunate to have you. I mean, everything I hear, not just from students, but from everybody that I talk to, I have, I know several people that are, you know, in the arts community here in town, and everyone speaks real highly of you and the job you're doing. So, I appreciate it. It's, uh, I, I truly mean that it's it's an honor and an opportunity of a lifetime, and I can say that because I was a band director, I was an art supervisor, I was a middle school principal for six years, wow. and um, I thought that my career in the arts was dead as far as I was playing in wedding bands and some jazz gigs, but, but as far as like, I didn't need, there, there's no schools like this up North. They're just, there's not, Oh no, no, it's, it's very, I think Greenville County is very unique because everywhere you look in the country. All right. That's a generalism, but almost, I think to my knowledge, everywhere you look in the country that has these large countywide school systems is where you see one of these schools for the arts or in some cities like, uh, you know, L.A. or um, in, in Miami-Dade County, multiple schools for the arts. So because we have this huge county system, they can really invest in these career centers and this fine arts center where in New Jersey, you know, every school has a band program and they have an art program, but it's it's not as robust as what you find at one of these centers. Interesting. Uh, so it's just it's a it's a very different model, and I feel really uh, I appreciate the kind words. I feel I feel like I'm the fortunate one to uh, be able to do this job. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting that 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 you that you would say that about the, the fact that the, something can exist here, but that wouldn't exist up north. And that's, yeah, that's that's strange to me for some reason. It's well, the fun, strange, yeah. you know, you have four hundred. We have we have about 410 students here, but, you know, um, we can actually take a little more and are trying to take a little more, of course. But, you know, you're serving 400 students with teaching artists. So it's a very rare certification model where you have a state that is so invested in not only us, but the Gov School and Charleston School of the Arts to, right. to say, you know what, we can take a guy um, like Steve Watson, who has a master in music and has all this amazing field experience as a jazz musician you're a certified teacher. Um, and, you know, I know we're, we're going to talk about our jazz program here, but the things that he's doing are, and the rest of our programs are doing with these teaching artists is just a testament that it, it works. Um, I just think in New Jersey, every, every town has its own board of ed and its own superintendent. So it would be down here, it'd be like the Greer Board of Education, the Travis Board of Education. So with that, and that administrative expense, you might get a lot of uh, student services, but you, there's no way you could invest in an arts situation like like this with those small entities. Because it because we draw from students all over the area. In other words, instead of in, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So you've been here now a couple of years. Is it two two three years now? Three and a half. Three, uh, yeah. I'm not counting, but whenever when you when you leave through COVID, um, yeah, you end up counting because you're trying to figure out. All right, we had that, and then right. we had COVID, and now we're in the endemic, so we're back to normal. So yes, three and a half years. Um, it's been it's been amazing. Um, moved down on 
I, this sounds like a false story, but I drove the rider truck down on July 4th. So it was a very patriotic move <laughs> on uh, I-81 and uh, the family had already been down here for a few weeks and we just love Greenville. Um, despite both myself and my wife being born and raised in, in New Jersey, it's, we love the people, the art scene, the culture, uh, the quality of life is, is amazing down here. Yeah. I think that's why so many people are moving here. Yeah. population is just increasing yes for sure sorry about that Greenville when you're listening to this we we contributed to that population <laughs> it's your fault that we can't drive anywhere without having to oh, partially, jam yes, <laughs> I am taking up one of those parking spaces that that's funny access yeah that's funny so how does it feel that you're not uh, I mean you're now you're a you're an administrator and you're over this whole head of this whole program but you're not really closely involved in the music scene anymore as far as the teaching part of it I mean is that do you miss that part of it I do um I'm very lucky that the faculty here trust me enough to ask me to come in and yeah. you know before we got a winds teacher which now we have an amazing clarinetist Dr. Taylor Massey here uh you know I would help Wesley Strasser who's our, our percussion instructor out with the winds and from time to time, Steve will call me in and, and it, we, you know, we build strong relationships here. So we trust one another. So Steve doesn't have to worry about me, you know, going off his message and his mission and I'll come in and work with the kids when he asked me to. So there's a little bit of that, but actually um, I'm starting to do some work with some of the high school jazz ensembles. Um, so it's a few years, but, and I'm hoping to, to start to do some honor band work too. So um, the, the very, uh, one of the benefits of the job here is that um, we're all expected to be practicing artists and that's the faculty, but I also take that on myself. So mm -hmm. I practice at the school. I'm intentional about the practice and make sure the students know that I'm practicing. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, you know, I actually now with with gigs, although I would love to be doing more of them, I do get to to say I want to play jazz saxophone gigs only. Whereas in New Jersey, with the cost of living and everything up there, I was doing wedding gigs yeah. and uh you know, weddings are fun, but I prefer to play. My, my thing is I just want to play with people who listen and get along well, and we can create this camaraderie and, and, and on the bandstand with the music and then whatever it pays is what it pays. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's kind of a luxury to, you know, to be in that position where you can do that and say that For sure. For as, sure. not being a full-time musician, you know? Yes. Uh, but, um, and, and that's one of the reasons I teach so much too. I mean, I, I, I like to be more choosy about what I do when I can. I do, I'll take, I'll do all kinds of things too, but, but I prefer to be in a situation where I can choose a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So the job definitely affects my ability to be a full-time musician, but I haven't really been one since I, you know, when I, when I got out of Miami for my master's, I was thinking I'd come up and I'd make a name for myself in Philly and I moved into a uh, district in New Jersey, a school district where I could go in and play jam sessions. But I think at least I, I say this to the student artists and I, I believe it to be true in my instances, you know, it's pretty freeing when you figure out your limits. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I got out of Miami, I, 
I realized from being around those students there and just in listening <laughs> to to the CDs that were out at that time, which was, you know, your Chris Potters on the saxophone and, and, and Josh Redman, I am not built for or actually very interested or motivated in developing a new language for the saxophone. That's just not me. I'm your functional, reliable player who can improvise, get a good sound on multiple instruments and double. And there's a lot of guys out there like that. So I think it was one of those things like I do have a passion for connecting with students. Um, I love to help them realize the magic that a music education and an arts experience has. I love solving problems. Now that I'm in administration, I like putting out fires. I like, you know, when chaos happens, I, I'm able to, I, I'm able to be able to thrive in that situation. So yeah, that, that kind of feeds me, but also being at the FAC where it's important that I'm practicing and I can play my instrument. So the students know, Hey, yeah. Well, Mr. Propat, you better listen to him because he can play like that. That's important to me. So I kind of get to do both without having to completely rely, you know, to on, you know, the, the income situation is when your administrator is it, it that does help. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't look at that as any kind of limitation. You said something about limitations. I wouldn't look at that as any kind of limitations. Yeah. I see that as finding your path. You know, you find you've got the path that you're happy with and you're good at it, obviously. That's a good point. I that's, yeah. that's not a limitation at all. <laughs> I, I, one of my weaknesses is I'm a little self-deprecating. So there we go. Well, that's that's a good. That's not a bad quality to have either. I think. Yeah. Sure. So well, I like personally. I like teaching, and um, yeah. I, I enjoy it. And I work. I like working with this age of kids that are mm -hmm. you know, like pre pre high school, high school. Um, I just think that's a really good time to to be able to work with kids like that you know because they're open to it if they're there if they're still doing it by that time and they're getting serious about it they really want to learn you know and they really like it when they get some some kind of direction that helps them focus on what what it is they want to do and start to find that path and pursue that you know yeah. and you can because your students swing so <laughs> uh, that's Thank you so much yeah I appreciate, I appreciate the observation i i, I mean I, I try my best to meet them where they are, you know. Yeah, for sure. doing that, and uh, so. <laughs> yeah, you have. There's some good ones that are with us. We're just we're reaping the benefits over here uh, of your work. So, so thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm. It's my pleasure. I love doing it. And actually, I. You know, I. I would. I'd be happy to work with some of them that are not just pianists. If any of them were ever interested, you know, I was working with some of your vocalists. I won't use names, but I was working with them. Uh, one of your vocalists for a while. And I, yeah. I think we'll continue at some point too. Yeah, that's great. I like working with any, any of them that are interested in learning more about this, anything that I can share that I know that I can share about this music. You know? That's what's I think so cool about, you know, our school. And I'm sure it's, it's the, I'm sure it's the same at Gov school and at Charleston school of the arts and any of these like art specific schools is like, we give this, these students a chance to just be themselves because. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool to listen to Oscar Peterson. Probably the student body of a full another high school doesn't. But when they come here, they're surrounded by a whole bunch of students. Even if they're writers or actors, you put on Oscar Peterson. When I'm when I'm playing music, when the kids are coming in school, they're like, "Oh, what's that?" You know, that's the reaction. And then to have a student body of all those students around you, it's. I, I think that's. Um, it's cool to have that culture around here where they can feel like they can take that curiosity that you were just talking about 
and do something with it, you know? Absolutely. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a great um, thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So um, I'll just tell you, I'm in, I'm uh, working on a, I'm actually part of this is I'm working on, a, I'll do a podcast. I've mentioned to you that I do a podcast. That's what this interview is for. Love it. Um, and I, um, part of what I'm going to do is present an online program for students this age and try to get, you know, it could be nationwide, could be worldwide actually, but you know, nationwide try to just cause I like teaching so much and I want to share that with more, have more opportunity to reach out to more students if I can. Yeah, so for sure. part, partly why I'm talking to you about this and partly why I'm doing this podcast is to, because of teaching it, because I'm a teacher and I like to teach and I like to talk about what I, what I love and what I'm able to share with them, you know? Sure. And, and I'm, I'm a avid podcast listener. Um, I think you're, you've honed in on a very accessible um, art form. I, I'm going to call it an art form with podcasting because you sure for me, I use it as a learning tool. So I think that's yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much out there available now, you know, it's, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, there's so much, as you know, especially in the, like in the jazz education thing, I don't know about podcasts, how many podcasts there are like that, but just the whole thing of like YouTube with all the videos, people oh sharing what they, what they know. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's overwhelming, I think for students actually, you know, but it's uh there's so much to choose from you know? and good quality stuff too. Right. Right. I, I, the, the whole you're right. Is it is overwhelming, and even in like an Instagram feed, okay, you can the musicians you subscribe to. There's this alto player who I really dig, Adam Hutchinson, who's in New York. I think he went to UNT, and uh, just recently, well, I'm doing a lot of playing. I'm rehearsing right now, but it'll be playing with John Greer, who's a former faculty member. Yeah, at sure. John's a good friend. Yeah, he's wonderful. And he, he's composed. Uh, so, so we have a jazz quartet that I'm in and requires me to play soprano, tenor and a little alto. But prior to us getting back to rehearsing with that group, I had gone from doing mostly tenor to alto just because the it felt like I heard lines better on on alto. I, I felt like I, just me personally, I felt like I swung harder. I was I was more motivated. I was learning tunes. Things felt a little bit more accessible. And so I'm listening to this alto player, Adam Hutchinson. And, and to your point, like any day I can just go on his Instagram and listen to him shred some chorus and be like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to go transcribe that. Whereas, you know, Back in the day, it was records and tapes and yeah. slowing down the record. And, you know, now the technology, it's its made it so accessible. Yeah. Uh, and, and at FAC, we're seeing these students just tear into these transcriptions um, way earlier than I ever would. Yeah, I it's, it's very inspiring. Yeah, it's inspiring and it's challenging, too. I mean, these kids are I've got kids that are like way past where I was at their age. I mean, yeah. way past where I was. So they're going to be great. You know who I'm talking about. You know the ones I'm talking about. I do. And actually, all of them, all of my students that go there, they're all making great progress. It's really, it's really gratifying. That's yeah. Like doing it. It's really gratifying, you know, to work with them and see how they progress, you know. For sure. For sure. That's what's so great about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we should play together. We haven't played together yet. We should get together and play sometime. Yes, please. We'll make that happen. Yeah. I'll well, come over yeah. to school or you can come over. I have a piano here at my house, of course. But anything else you'd like to say about what you're doing at the Fine Arts Center? Any plans for the future or any? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> I'm laughing because um, 
I kind of I kind of move a mile a minute. And maybe it's like because of my experience as an administrator in New Jersey or in the school systems in New Jersey. So I'm learning to like by moving down and it's not it's just a little bit of a slower pace, you know, so like I can chill and think about things and not have to move so darn quickly, which I'm still getting used to. But um, but the, the faculty now knows, like, if you give me a task, I'm doing it. Yeah. So, so they got a couple of reins. But yeah, great. yeah, some of the cool things we're we're looking. Well, first, um, we have a, a foundation, a five hundred one c three. It's not a foundation. It's a it's a nonprofit that we have revamped to try and provide a more robust funding stream for student experiences, okay. because part of the art school experience. Um, is being able to do the above and beyond for the students. And Greenville County is 62%, 62% of students in Greenville County are pupils in poverty. Um, so private lessons are not accessible to every student. Um, class fees, field trip fees are not accessible, quality instruments. So what we've done over the past three years is build up a very nice inventory where we have at least one professional instrument uh, wind instrument. We have a nice upright base for all the students so that they can either use it or try it if they have the means to buy their own. Um, but the partners have covered all the class fees for the pupils of poverty and the field trip fees. They pay for guest artists and residents. So I'm really excited about the potential for that because, you know, last year we brought in Mike Stern, for example, as, as guest artist, and that was possible through the partnership with the Peace Center. All of these things where we're trying to get just make this a pinnacle experience for the for the students, all of them getting artists and residents um, funding whatever they need to be able to go study either locally or uh, across the country over the summer is something I'm really excited about. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. So we've done that. We're trying to um, we this year with recruiting, we got our application numbers back. Um, past where we were pre-pandemic. So there was a little dip during the pandemic. So there's more student interest. We did over 80 tours and visitations. So every middle school and high school in Greenville County got a visit from us and they got a chance to come here. So uh, I'm excited about making this place a possibility for more students um, to be able, like I said, to fund their experiences. And then also hopefully to try and work on filling the gap on training. there are students who access the school here, access, not excess, access, wrong syllable, um, school here. But then there are students who either don't know it's accessible or don't have the training. And so we have a summer program that we're slowly, deliberately each summer starting to expand where 30% of the program serves Title I students for free, tuition free with transportation included. And we, next year, we're hoping that number is 40. The goal is to get to 50% so that our students from the underserved areas of the county who say, um, you know, don't, they want to play piano yeah. or they can play a little piano, but they don't know, they never listen to Keith Davis. They don't know that Keith is a teacher. Well, Maybe our partners, maybe our program gives them the introduction to piano and then our partners pay for the lessons so that the student can eventually audition and then get here every day for the instruction. That's great. 
So it's cool. We're, we're continuing to serve the students uh, a pre-professional education, but we're also trying to see if we can make this a possibility for, for more students in Greenville County. And, and then once they're here, really up our game with these nationally and internationally renowned guest artists and experienced um, that just, you know, will blow their minds. So I'm really excited about that, really driven by. That's really amazing. Yeah, I hope that happens. I hope that continues. I'd, I'd be willing to be involved in that, actually. I think that'd be a great thing to, to contribute to. Well, I, I'm a pretty stubborn guy when it comes to things like that. Like I, I've, I'm maybe stubborn is not the right word, but I'm uh, no, it's not the right word. I'm committed. Committed is a better word, right? I intend on seeing that yeah. happen. That's that's um, you know, I wouldn't say it out loud if it wasn't a reality. So I, I'm just I'm excited. You know, we're in our 48th year. We're the first public art school in Greenville County, excuse me, in South Carolina. And, um, you know, that that's a big deal coming up in our 50th to just celebrate all the students that have been served and all the students that are yet to be served is uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, it's a real pleasure talking to you. It's I'm real happy we got to have this talk and um, I'm sure we'll have many more coming up in the future. Yeah. And I hope we get together and play sometime. Yeah, let's do that next. One. Let's follow. I'm, I'm not trying let's to do that. Write myself on your podcast again, but let's, no. let's record it and put it. That'd be a lot of fun, man. Get your horn out right now. Yeah, right. When I got the piano <laughs> over there. It's it's piano day. I'm, I'm rotating, so I'm ready for his younger. Yes, let's do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Anyway, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up for this? this episode no just thank you thanks for all the music that you create in greenville county and in the state thanks for mentoring our students and for for creating this podcast and the opportunity um i'm grateful you reached out and and this is an honor to be here so thank you thank you talk to you soon i hope yes sir thanks v see you